RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's Daily Star Trek News is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek News. Hello and welcome to your Daily Star Trek News from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt, and today is Friday, May 10th, 2019. Coming up on today's show, Nana Visitor talks Deep Space Nine and the truth of Major Kira, Roberto Orsi reveals Star Trek plots that never were, and Zoe Saldana remembers Anton Yelchin. All this, plus the answer to Tuesday's trivia question and your weekend staying in playlist, coming up next. When you talk about strong female characters, one of the first that will always come to mind for Star Trek fans is Major Kira Norris, the feisty first officer on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Actor Nana Visitor recently spoke to comicbook.com about the upcoming DS9 documentary What We Left Behind, and spoke about her role on the show, and how Major Kira might be received were the show made today. Major Kira was in the Bajoran Resistance during the Cardassian Occupation, before becoming Bajoran Liaison Officer on Deep Space Nine. One of her key character points in the show was that she was a freedom fighter or a terrorist, depending on who you asked. When asked if she would play that character differently to a modern audience, she said, I think what would be interesting if it was done now is what the writers would do and say and the opportunity they would have to make certain points about freedom fighting or terrorism, however you want to speak of her. But my truth would be the same. The human truth of having post-traumatic stress and recovering from that and all the personhood questions that she had. Part of Major Kira's arc was her faith, which was unusual, if not unheard of, for a main cast Star Trek character up to that point. She had backlash at conventions for her portrayal of faith at the time, with fans telling her that they didn't want to see that. But she also said that that has changed since then, and that with the advent of streaming, the audience gets a whole different truth to what they were trying to do with those aspects of the show. Visitor also goes into detail about the part of the documentary where she reveals that she was angry when Deep Space Nine's writers wanted a romance between her and Gul Dukat. She said, We can go through the horrendous war criminals in every part of the world. Just name the one that chills you to the bone? That's who Gul Dukat was to me. To find a love relationship or a physical relationship with him was unspeakable and unthinkable to me. I think that Damar and Kira towards Season 7 could have gotten involved. That would have been something different, but not Gul Dukat. Never him. The Star Trek Deep Space Nine documentary What We Left Behind comes to theaters for one day only, next Monday, May 13th. Earlier this week was the 10th anniversary of the first Kelvin Timeline Star Trek film. Roberto Orsi, who co-wrote the film with Alex Kurtzman, spoke to TrekMovie.com about some of the Star Trek plots that never were, and some that almost weren't, in the first of a two-part interview. In the interview, Orsi revealed that the whole film hinged on Leonard Nimoy, and that for him, there was no plan B. He said, 
Maybe Paramount had a plan B, but for me and Alex, it has to be Nimoy or Bust. His role had to be essential, otherwise he wouldn't have done it. So to have a plan B would have been disrespectful to him and the franchise. Orsi also revealed some of the other ideas that never made it into the film. In one version, old Spock would turn up quite early as a mysterious character to be chased, who would reveal himself at the end. Another story had Carol Marcus as a love interest for Kirk, but it was deemed to interfere with the Kirk-Spock bromance. Carol Marcus, of course, ended up being in Star Trek Into Darkness instead. And at one point there was talk of an end credit scene featuring the crew finding the Botany Bay, the ship on which Khan was exiled to SETI Alpha 5 in the original series episode, Space Seed. One idea that would have really changed the perception of the film was an alternative version of the ending, which would have featured William Shatner. Of that story, Orsi said, Ultimately, J.J. nixed it because he felt it was too inside baseball. I personally stand by it, and we subsequently had a conversation about it where he sort of said, maybe we should have done it. He was not sure. But ultimately, it was his call, and if you were to ask him, I think he would honestly say that he was ambivalent about it to this day. One of the stars of Star Trek 2009 was, of course, Anton Yelchin, who we lost just before the release of Star Trek Beyond in 2016 to a freak car accident. Entertainment Weekly brings us an exclusive first look at some of the footage from the upcoming documentary Love Antosha, which looks back on Yelchin's life. In the clip, actor Zoe Saldana reminisces on working with Yelchin on set. She said, He was so aware about the importance of Star Trek and the message that Star Trek had. He understood why it managed to live for such a long time, and he was nervous about being a part of it and giving it that justice. Director Garrett Price also told EW that it wasn't hard to get A-list actors to appear in the documentary. He said, Everybody wanted to be a part of this. All people wanted to do was talk about Anton. Love Antosha is due in theaters this summer. Getting you set up with your weekend games and podcast playlist in just a moment, but first, a word from me. This show is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. From as little as a dollar a month, you can help me keep the show running by offsetting some of my production costs and allowing me to concentrate on bringing you the best Star Trek content as it happens. To find out how you could be a part of the Daily Star Trek News family, just head on over to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. That's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. Yesterday was about getting out and about, and today is all about staying in. Here's today's weekend gaming blitz. Star Trek Timelines is wrapping up their latest event. From their latest tweet, The Delta Flyer crew is exploring the Delta Quadrant, but their efforts are hindered by the Universal Translator's inability to handle certain language types. Help out by joining our faction event, Fireside Stories, before it ends on Monday, May 13th at noon Eastern Time. And Star Trek Online is pretty quiet this weekend, but there are a couple promos going on. On PC, it's an upgrade weekend, 
and on Xbox One and PlayStation 4, it's a bonus Marks weekend. Now it's time to get you set up with the latest podcasts from across the Roddenberry Podcast Network. First up, guess who's on Women at Warp this week? Why, it's only little old me! Join me as I join Jera and Sue and special guest Mahogany while we dissect Star Trek Discovery Season 2. On Priority One, we're rounding up the week's biggest stories, plus a deep dive into Star Trek Online, a special interview with the band The Roddenberries, and of course, your feedback. On Mission Log Live, John Champion and Ken Ray chat to science fiction author Robert J. Sawyer and take audience questions live. And on the Trek Files, Larry Nemechek looks at a series of letters about one fan's quest to make his own Star Trek film, way back in 1968. Head over to podcasts.roddenberry.com for all these shows in one convenient place. Now you've waited all this time, so what is the answer to this week's Trek trivia? Back on Tuesday, I asked you, what alien entity seen in Star Trek Voyager was also known as Banjo Man? The answer? The Caretaker. From Memory Alpha, The Caretaker was the name given to the Nassine entity who assumed responsibility for protecting the Ocampa. Some also called him Banjo Man since he communicated with the crew members from the USS Voyager, through an illusion in the form of an elderly human playing a banjo. For more Trek trivia, tune in next Tuesday. And finally today, just a little nugget, in case you ever thought that today's youths were not down with Star Trek, a new episode of The Noisy Questionnaire of Life dropped this week on YouTube and posed the question to brooding pop queen Billie Eilish, Star Wars or Star Trek? Her response? Star Trek, 100%, but only the original one. So there you have it. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. For more great Star Trek podcasts, be sure to check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at daily Star Trek or find the show on Twitter and Instagram at daily Trek news. I'm Alison Pitt. Have a wonderful weekend and live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com the Roddenberry Podcast Network.